0: The, no. youthscape. The, youthscape. The, youthscape. The, podcast. the Youthscape Podcast.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Youthscape Podcast. My name is Rachel Gardner. I've got a huge cup of tea. I'm sat next to my colleague, Martin Saunders, who looks wrecked, utterly exhausted, just terrible.
0: Just keep bringing those compliments.
1: What has happened? I, Why are you so tired? There
0: is a story. Oh, there's a story.
1: Stores there's is a, story. a story. Tell uh, us a story.
0: Yeah, I was, at, uh, a, I was at a youth festival in Northern Ireland. Brilliant. Uh, until yesterday, and I ended up on the last flight home. Uh, except, when I got to the airport with my uh, colleague and friend, well, colleague, Chris Curtis, <laughs> uh, we, um, we saw the departure boards had changed and the flight had been cancelled.
1: Oh, no! So we thought, no
0: problem, we'll get ourselves on another flight, uh, and there were no other flights. No. Except, if we didn't want to come back on Thursday, um, on Thursday. Yeah, this was so. This was on Monday. If we didn't want to come back on Thursday, we uh, had to uh, go to Liverpool instead.
1: Oh my goodness! So we
0: said, you know what? We'll go to Liverpool and we'll get on the courtesy coach that we've been promised. Yes. And We'll, we'll sleep on the coach.
1: Yeah.
0: All tucked up together, like you Ready can imagine. Ready for nine a.m. in Luton. Ready for this podcast recording. Yeah, basically. At seven forty-five. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and so we uh, we got to Liverpool, which is not near Luton. If just anyone. Who's not good at geography, not close to Luton. We got to Liverpool and then we were told it was a fictional coach.
1: Oh, that's funny they, They'd imagined the coach they'd imagined it. in
0: Belfast. They said, oh, yeah, there'll be a coach for you. No one had bothered to check that. No. There was no coach. Oh. So uh, quick thinking, Chris Curtis, who at this point was my friend, uh, ran to the car hire place and did got he? the last did, car.
1: Did he have to elbow people? I out think the he way. probably did. Oh, okay. Hang.
0: But but uh, Bless him. but all for the laws work. So and what
1: time was this then? So this was
0: about eleven o'clock. But we're in Liverpool. Mm. We then uh, we get into this very nice Mercedes, which EasyJet going to pay for. Mm. Uh, and we hit the um, uh, sorry, other terrible airlines are available. Yes. <laughs> and we um, and we we hit the road. We uh, we we. We got to the M6 and it, part of it was closed. Of course it then was. Then we spent about an hour parked there.
1: Yep, super.
0: And we got in at 4 a.m., which was not the advertised time, I can tell you right now. <gasps> so I've had about two and a half hours sleep.
1: Oh, bless you. I don't know if it's
0: a good story, but it's a factually correct oh, story.
1: Oh, but it's, it's horrendous, though, isn't it? so I, I now let you off the hook. You now look
0: radiant this, Do you know what? what? This is why. Yeah. These American TV evangelists want their own Lear jets.
1: Well, now I get it. Well, now we have now a new framework for that. I have to say, I was at exactly the same festival, and my flight was heavily delayed on the way out, and heavily delayed on the way back. But it still was a flight, so I'm yeah. I'm going to count my, my blessings. But I think there's been some probably some stuff with with planes.
0: <laughs> stuff with planes. It's something just to do with... it. You know what it is? It's French air traffic control. Oh, is that Genuinely, who they Genuinely, is. Yeah, You're that's not just problem. doing
1: a Franco thing. I'm not being racist. Anglo-Franco thing. No. It is air traffic control. Well, there we go. That sums up. So, bless your heart, my oh. friend. That if is I, If I drop off in the that's course of the next
0: 20 minutes, that's not my fault. But you
1: did a wonderful interview with our guest today, so you could actually legitimately fall asleep in a minute no, because you are the one it. that actually went and, and found this wonderful man and interviewed him and asked him lots of questions. And I'm quite excited to listen to this interview because actually you are... You are the guy that's founded the innovation stuff here that we do, the model that we have as, as um, Youscape. So for us, innovation isn't just a lovely word and a good idea. It's actually quite a robust process that's quite painful at times because not every idea that we have before 4am on you know Mercedes I on the way no down to Liverpool, um, not all of those ideas actually are going to be good in the end and workable. So we have a process here which means that as an entire team and some specialists on the team, we take ideas through quite an in-depth process yes and what comes out at the end we trust and hope and that's believe right. and stand behind is actually some good stuff
0: it's not just about creative ideas it's about robust creative development
1: well there we go the man has not had much sleep and he can still pull that out of the bag that's beautiful
0: that's just that just that's that what just I say in my sleep tongue, you know some it? people say the Jesus prayer in their yeah. sleep you know that Lord like Jesus the... Christ have mercy yeah yeah some that, people yes. say that soft in their sleep you know, yeah. I say stuff about innovation that's exciting. I... well it's not really it'd be better to be closer to God wouldn't it <laughs> I think
1: innovation is next to godliness. So anyway, so you went and met with Luke White. Yes,
0: who I love. And I I think such a great guy, Luke. Um, And he is, I would describe him as the ideas machine gun. So I've never met anyone who who has so many ideas and tries to implement so many ideas as well. And he just, he has a go all the time. And I think what's brilliant about him is he's not afraid to fail. Mm. I don't mean that in a backhanded way. He's not scared off by the fact that the last thing didn't really work, mm. or that this thing might not. But that's that core that is. to innovation, isn't it? If you're that afraid culture. of
1: failing, you won't try anything worth
0: absolutely. Giving right. a go at. And I think he just—he loves youth ministry. He loves youth workers. He loves young people. He's operating in quite a difficult context, which mm. is the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. He has some quite kind of choice words about that as well, and as part of the interview um but uh, but he's just trying stuff and i yeah. think the the you know there is something to be said for uh, maybe encouraging brother luke to uh, try some more robust kind of development stuff and i know he's on that journey but as a man who comes up with ideas and as an Energy, ideator yeah. yeah he's he's got more Energy, he's got energy to burn, yeah, and he just keeps coming up with new stuff. And,
1: and you and I know, don't we, that the times that we all come up with ideas actually you are quite vulnerable at that point yeah. because people do like to say, Oh no, that, won't, that work. won't work, and and people that say that are not any more thought through. Girl than deconstruction
0: the... projects, because, yeah, rubbish,
1: it's rubbish, Happy. isn't it? Um, so they're not any more thought through than the person that's come up with the mad scheme. But often, when you are the person with the good idea or the crazy idea, you're seen as a little bit like, Well, you've not thought anything through, yeah. So, I think it does take a break person to stick their head above the parapet and say well let's try this and I love his energy I think he's got incredible boundless energy and I can totally see why people get on board like yeah I want to work with somebody that doesn't doesn't take no for an answer (laughs) yeah
0: so so Luke is uh he's a great prophetic voice as well and and I encourage you to um to take everything he says and weigh it and there are some things here even that I say during the course of the interview that Luke says that I'm like wow Luke I sometimes I can't believe some of the things you say but uh, but there's some gold in here um, and and I think right, it's just a gift so uh, this is this
1: this is the youthscape podcast
0: Well, I need, to, uh, I need to paint a picture for you, gentle listener, of this, uh, this recording, uh, uh, this interview that I'm doing. Um, I'm sitting here with my good friend, Luke White, Hello, Luke. Hello, Martin. Just you were supposed to say something like. <laughs> otherwise, it sounds like I'm standing here with hey, my Martin. imaginary friend. Good Luke,
2: to right? see. I'm definitely here.
0: Um, and um, uh, and also we've got we've got some interesting stuff going on. So you've brought various items <laughs> of recording equipment with you, Luke.
2: Yeah, I do. I constantly walk with a steady stream of of technical equipment to capture any moment that might otherwise escape me. Yeah. So um... and you're
0: capturing it all in triplicate here because well, you've got <laughs> you've got. I, I saw you start an audio recording just in case we get in trouble with the police for legal reasons actually
2: that reminds me no the phone so the phone is always the best first port of call yeah um but it doesn't always i've got small battery basically
0: capacity so just in case you have the old bigger dslr do you back up so i'm looking down a camera lens at the same time
2: just you know just just be natural martin i
0: mean come on it's not that bad fortunately i was i was born (laughs) for, for stuff like this um, so, uh, so Luke, to the uninitiated, you are a church planter, but you are a youth specialist as well. Yes. Uh, and you ha- are somebody who I- I've just always known as, like, a prolific producer of stuff and ideas... And you're basically someone who just, like, wakes up every morning and just, like, today I'm going to invent a new youth ministry resource. Today I'm going to write a book. Today I'm going to launch a podcast. Today I'm going to launch a, a, a conference. Yeah. Many many of these things occur on the same day. Okay. <laughs> yes. what, um, what on earth... What is wrong with you, man? What is, what is it? What, what is that spirit within you that just just constantly wants to start and try new things? Yeah, that is such a good question. Um, I'm just obsessed
2: with creative solutions to problems, and um, rather than when I encounter a problem, bemoaning it and trying to complain, and you know finding other people who also want to whinge about the thing, I would prefer to try and do something Mm. about it. And I I try to use the latest technology, the latest um, fads, Mm. um, to see if there's anything that can bring a solution in a new way that maybe we couldn't have had before because we didn't
0: have the technology before. Have you yet worked out how to use Fortnite for youth ministry? (laughs) Because I'm informed by my teenage son that this is now... (laughs) <laughs> Where it's at. It's all about
2: Fortnite. You yeah, know, It's so funny. I've not played it myself, but I, I called up, I was driving home one day and I was listening to BBC London and I called up because they were having this conversation about technology. Is it good? Is it bad? And as usual, they tended to be more on the more whinging side about it. And, um, but it was on that phone conversation that they were telling me all about Fortnite, these 12 year old children and how children are actually, some of them, are kind of bullying via Fortnite yeah. which is kind of like I think you can lock people out or you can't don't let them play with you yeah, or you block right. them or something I had no idea about this but um, I'm going to have a play around I'm sure we'll come up with something we'll
0: a <laughs> so let's let's talk about a couple of things you've done mm-hmm. um, and I, what I want you to do is talk about some of the things that have gone well yes. and some of the things that may not have gone so well okay. so um, so your podcast, you are, yes. you are a guest on this podcast, yes. but you are yourself a podcaster, prolific yes. podcaster. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about your podcast. Okay. And mainly I want to know how on earth you got Rob Bell okay. to do about the fifth one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fifth how one. did you manage that?
2: Okay, so um, the podcast, yeah, the first podcast I started was called... Um, um, you. Oh my Come on, gosh. Man. The, Too many the, ideas the Youth Workshop, the podcast Youth Workshop, the podcast Youth Workshop was the organisation I began and it just made sense uh, to kind of do a podcast because I was getting drawn into that world loved it, listened to podcasts every opportunity I get um, and so I started that and I tell this, it's a, it's a good question because every time everyone asks this question they're so surprised all I did was go onto Rob Bell's website go to contact us and fill out the form.
0: Really? So many people are now going to be doing that.
2: I literally said, "But well, you should for everyone. Everyone, you know, in this new digital age, everyone is reachable anyway." Yeah. Um, and literally just sending me my, "Hey Rob, I know you must be really busy. Would you mind coming on the podcast?" And his response was, "Sure." That was it. Just one word, "Sure." Wow. <laughs> and then I just followed up. And then he, um, he actually Skyped me a bit earlier than was expected on video. I was like, hey man, how you doing, Luke? I'm like, I'm fine. He goes, um, yeah, I got a few minutes early. I hope that's okay with you. I'm like, yeah, no problem. You're Rob Bell. That's fine.
0: You say he's Rob Bell, but your impression of him sounds quite like Michael Jackson. <laughs>
2: No, I'm telling you. Was in, he that high-pitched? Via Skype. That's oh, just that's how, that's how... That's just what it was. Takes you a
0: couple of octaves. Yeah, huh? blame
2: okay. Skype. So, um, so yeah, so literally just spoke to him from there and then. And I find it so interesting that people like him who definitely are extremely busy um, and kind of the more acclaim they have, sometimes they're more accessible than the, the D or the E list because mm. it's like... Or even myself, G, F, you know, mm. Q down there somewhere... Who think that I think sometimes my time is so important? Oh, you have to book yourself in way in advance, and I'm just so busy. But mm. Rob was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And that has always stuck with me. Just that sometimes the, those who seem most inaccessible are often more accessible than those who really should have more time. And I thought that was so interesting. Mm. Yeah, and that stuck with me. That, as you say, episode five. I don't even think the first episode had come out yet wow, he when I contacted yes. him. Yeah, and he said yes.
0: But there's something there about the spirit of just asking. Yes. And it's quite biblical, that isn't I'm not it? i sure. Just, just asking. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, and so and so, you've done how many of those podcasts? So I've done about sixty episodes, and they're all on iTunes. All you? on
2: iTunes and SoundCloud. Now we're on SoundCloud okay. as well um just the youth workshop podcast and um yeah so did that one and since then I've started my uh, more personal one called the Luke White Show which is a co- collaboration a mixture of kind of all the different things I do as I've said I've always got cameras rolling so yeah. whether it's a sermon I had or a meeting I had or or just some thoughts that I have on the spot it's just a real hodgepodge yeah. of you know a bit of parenting stuff that comes up in my life and just Keeping it almost as an online journal, because even if no one listens it doesn 't really matter. My kids will be able to listen in yeah. thirty years, forty years about yeah. what daddy was thinking back then, so I really use it as a as a journal
0: and a yeah, diary, yeah. and I, I love that so this stuff's gone well. Mm-hmm. Tell me about something that you 've done that has been a because we 're Cause, cause we're thinking a lot now uh with the National Youth Ministry Weekend coming up, Mm -hmm. and the theme of that being uh, around risk. Yes. um, We're going to be thinking a lot about risk on the podcast. So so you've taken a lot of creative risks. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us about one that maybe hasn't gone so well?
2: Well, I think they all haven't gone so well. And that's because I... What we spoke about at the beginning of the podcast, I am chasing sometimes the shiny, the next shiny object. And so... None of them have been as successful individually as they should be whether it's the podcast whether it's the the conference because one I'm trying to do numerous things at the same time the other issue is I'm trying to do it all myself I'm starting now to build a team around me and I know the importance of building a team but because I have a team for like the church planting or for other things and I never want to over exhaust that team so I don't want to use them for my personal things as well it means that kind of my personal things I tend to do it by myself so none of them have reached kind of the levels I would want them to Mm -hmm. because I haven't just been with one for long enough just for it to carry it through to
0: whatever desired outcome I see so would you would you be able to give your if you could go back in time give yourself some advice around that
2: yeah I would so um for example the the summit that you were a guest on as well.
0: Um, so this was an event you did which was kind of... Uh, it was all digital conferencing, yes, wasn't it? The whole thing was yeah, a digital Online, youth work yeah,
2: digital youth work conference. So all the speakers, we pre-recorded and it was released online. Um, I would have given myself... Just planned it better, leading up to it. And if I do another one, which I probably will, I will make sure I plan further ahead. I think I'll get some team members involved and just delegate tasks better. Exactly what i do more for the church that I plant that I run. I'll just do it for the summit. Mm. The podcast as well. It's about I really should have brought a co-host in by now mm. and I really should have passed it over
0: to them. Don't too. get a co-host, mate. It's the worst <laughs> thing you can do. Don't do it. They take over, they talk over you. <laughs> I can just imagine I'm just seeing your co-host listening now in yeah. the future. Yeah, yeah, I'm
2: so sorry, co-host. She might be. <laughs> so so yeah, so I think for me, yeah, I'm building ways of Handing over things, you know. I want to be more of a Richard Branson character, Mm. where he starts things. He's influential in those things, but then he's not flying planes. He's not driving trains. He's not in the bank. (laughs) You know, he's not behind the glass. So it's that real entrepreneurial edge of because there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a freelancer. And Mm. I think a freelancer, you're hiring that person, whereas an entrepreneur creates. Positions and roles where other people can then step yeah, into, yeah. and I think I've been operating more as a freelancer. When really in my heart I'm an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and that's what's working well for the church. Mm. Um, and I need to do that more in my small projects that mm. I'm doing. So yeah, that's I mean it.
0: that feels like a sort of remarkably honest conversation about entrepreneurship and and taking risks and mm-hmm. stuff that you don't people don't often aren't prepared to have. But you you seem quite self aware, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, and and like you take all of this quite in your stride almost like
2: thank you I appreciate it
0: like you you have kind of tried a lot of stuff and some (laughs) bits work better than others and you have you know you have had some things that work really well I remember for instance Mm -hmm. uh, you uh, you were nominated for a youth work award yes were you not for a a resource that you created which was basically just how uh, to get started in, in youth ministry resource, mm-hmm. which again, you just it feels like you're someone who spots opportunities mm-hmm. and just goes, No one's doing this, no yeah. one's helping people to start yeah. um, youth work. Yeah. Um, and so, you, you kind of create a resource. Tell us a bit about uh, the, the little book that yes, you Yes, so it
2: was called um, On Your Marks, a beginner's guide to youth ministry. And that came about literally, I was a youth leader in um, my home church that I grew up in. And when I realised that my time was coming to an end, I think I'd done it for about three or four years. And then I realised that when I came into the role, I was given nothing and I was about to leave without handing something over. Mm. So I just started to pen just a few thoughts down for the next youth leaders, so they wouldn't be starting from scratch again. Starting from scratch? I, I know someone else has a book of a similar... Yeah, well,
0: I did write a book on a similar theme, but I wasn't going to bring it up.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so, so that they weren't just starting from the beginning and... So it was very kind of specific to my kind of space, Mm -hmm. the Seventh-day Adventist church, kind of the urban setting. A lot of the references were kind of in-house, but it was an expression of where I was at the time, and I'm proud of it for its time. And um, even now, you know, it's, I don't know, six, four, five, six years later, that book is still, um, if they were to take seriously, within my context, the Adventist church could be very helpful. Mm. Um, and that's still later on and, you know, um, I love my church, but you know, I think their aversion to risk taking in a lot of ways spurs me on to take more risks as Mm. well because they're just so kind of, when you get to the big kind of machine that they are, change is so slow and change is so almost fearful by some and it's annoying. So rather than be annoyed and complain and whinge, I just try to create these things that can help
0: yeah. Cool. And, and, and tell me a little bit about that church context then. Mm-hmm. So Seventh Day Adventist mm-hmm. kind of denomination is not, is not one I am personally very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the, uh, what's the sort of shape of youth ministry in the average Seventh Day Adventist
2: oh, church? Martin, you're going to get me in trouble, but as you know, I don't mind. You don't um, mind that? I don't mind that. It's terrible it's terrible 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 that's the best way to explain it especially in the UK we are struggling massively and um yeah it's just a massive issue we have our statistics say at the moment that our retention rate for every 10 people that join the Adventist church we lose about four but of that four we don't know exactly but probably about 80 or 90 percent are young people. young people and um, and the reality is, I know that people leave church for a myriad of reasons. I've never presumed to know all the all the reasons why, but one thing's for sure that the way the Adventist Church, especially in the UK, is operating, um, the way we do what we do, isn't suited to this the UK context. Um,
0: oh, okay. And yeah. so that's not just. Uh, around young people that's
2: uh... ask anything it just so happens that the older generation as you you know you would be familiar with maybe your parents they still shop at the same shop they've always gone to they've mm-hmm. always gone to the same bank the same petrol station and the same church they are loyal no matter what of course. if it fails or if it's working we're loyal to it my generation our generation just says it's not working. Why would I keep going to a gym if my personal trainer I'm not getting any results? I, yeah. I leave. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening in my generation in the church. Some of us are thinking this is so irrelevant. That's um. basically the best word for it. I like to use the word boring, but I'm often <laughs> i often corrected. It's not boring. It's just irrelevant to the actual world we live in. It's just and if you like, when I go to churches and I've said this, I've told people I literally feel now that when I preach in them, asked to preach. I don't sit up there on the pulpit so I don't know how other churches are but we have most churches have a pulpit yeah and a a platform where for the they have a long um, procession of what goes on during the day and you've got to sit there up on the platform yeah with all the congregation facing you and then you preach and it's just an ordeal so I've said um, I don't mind preaching at your church but I'm going to sit in the audience with my family because for starters it's so boring. And I'm going to be, I'm going to, I feel as though, and people always think I'm being dramatic, but I feel like I'm literally dying while I'm up here. I'm like, I wish this could end. This is painfully
0: boring. Yeah, and you're sitting there having ideas and you've got no You've got no way of writing them down. You're like, hang on, I could do a, I could launch a space rocket. What? I can't write down, they'll I see.
2: What can I do here on the platform? So, yeah, so it's just, but irrelevant is just the best word. It's
0: so, so... Scarily irrelevant. Yeah, I can't imagine you're getting into trouble with this at all. So, um, and and so presumably there are some people, some dear people mm-hmm. within the Seventh Day Adventist tradition. First of all, there are they're going to be pockets of good stuff going on, of course, right? of, of course. course. And and then there'll be dear folk yes. in those churches who are trying to do something for the young people. Do they do they tend to try and run youth groups, or is it more mm-hmm. bring your young people and get them to? Um, you know, sit through the three-hour procession.
2: Well, when I, you know, it's it's almost, it's so strange talking to you and when I talk to other guys who are doing stuff because it's so natural to you guys. You would never, I should actually bring you to an Adventist church. You would never believe kind of what the youth offering is. The youth offering is um, on Saturday, On Sabbath, we go to church on Sabbath, Saturday. You come in the morning from about half nine in the morning um, at half ten this is a traditional church half ten you'll start with what we call Sabbath school which is the same thing as Sunday school Okay. then you have the divine service which starts at 11.15 or 11 yep. that will finish by well in the punctual churches it will finish by 12.30 in the traditionally African or Caribbean churches maybe one 1.30 two wow um, yeah then you have lunch and how long is the sermon? the sermon well some people preach for an hour easy wow Yes, Martin, an hour easy, easily an hour Okay um, so, so, this is so strange talking about this, but anyway um, that And then you, you might stay for lunch And then traditionally, the programme in the afternoon was called our, um, What I referenced in the book, um, the AYS um, The Adventist Youth Society was what mm-hmm. it originally started mm-hmm. as And um, that programme in the afternoon was meant to be a youth-focused programme Yeah but even though, but then that's it. Even if a church was doing youth ministry, that was largely it. So the whole week, nothing else apart from on Saturday, there's a program for you in the afternoon. And nothing basically else. No, all the things that I wrote about in the book, all the things that we know, No really much retreats. Some churches might do a retreat, but no weekly youth Bible study, basically nothing. Mm. Um, and just, just no real offering for them that's the best way I can can tell and a lot of people know that the problem exists um, but then because of the way our structure is they only want the answers to come from certain people. Yeah, and I remember um, this is what I liked when I spoke to you about on the on the summit, and you were talking about innovation and how the process that happens here at Youthscape, where um, it, the opportunity is almost open for anyone to have an idea mm-hmm. because of the process you've got yeah. in place, yeah, yeah, yeah. that always stuck with me because in the in my structure, in the church structure we have. If you if you don't look the right part or it hasn't come from the right person, yeah. forget about it. Forget about it. Right. Um, and so, you know, I liken it a lot to the um, the children of of Israel when they were in Egypt, and a whole and this is a bit you know graphic, but a whole generation had to die yeah. before they could even see the promised land. Yeah. I don't know what the promised land version is for us as the Adventist Church, but I feel like a whole generation, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs> you're, not, you're not suggesting any
2: no, no 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 any threat of violence no no I'm not, not by my hand of course no. Mike, not by my hand but it's just scary that we mm. can't move forward we can't mm. change and people don't want to change
0: so I mean. you're you're, um, you're, pl- you're a church planter yes so are you planting churches are you plant- planting Adventist churches so this is where
2: things get really interesting I'm fully supported and backed by the Adventist church the until church this podcast
0: goes, <laughs> goes out on iTunes yeah <laughs>
2: So. until that point <laughs> until that point fully funded fully funded um I'm a volunteer pastor myself in that okay. context and that gives me space to still do my entrepreneurial things but the church itself is fully funded fully supported by the conference by the you know yeah. the men in suits I call them fully supported by them um so it just depends and we are trying and again a lot of the innovative stuff that is to come we're still in kind of our embryonic stage mm. um, but we're and they kind of leave us to it we're in Potter's Bar we're not in London where all the attention is we've got a lot of churches in the London space um, but yeah they they know what I'm about and wow. we'll see we'll see what happens so what
0: does church look like so the church the church that you're planting yes now Yes. How does that look different to the... I mean, it does sound entertaining. The, uh, <laughs> the rather long-winded yes. version of church that you, yes. you pitched to me earlier.
2: Yes. Um, I think the main difference that we're trying to create is uh, separate to all of... So you've got all the operational issues that the church has. So we don't... Typically, in typical structure, there's a there's an order of service, which no matter how big or small the church is, no matter how what the time of year is... We need to have someone to do the introit. I don't know if you know what an introit is. I don't know what the introit is. Introit is like, you know, basically a welcome, but it's an introit. It's got music and the oh. people who are on the platform kind of walk in. Oh, wow, this sounds amazing. Right, it's like an intro. It's an introit, okay? It's an yeah, introit. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. And then you've got the, like, the... Then you have an official welcome. Then you have a song. Then you have a children's story. Then you have a, a pastoral prayer, which is like a long prayer. Then you have an introduction to speaker. Then just before the speaker comes, you have a meditation. Then you have the sermon then you have um uh, benediction at the end and then you might have a closing song and so all of that has to happen doesn't matter if there's five people in the church doesn't matter if there's only two people in the church then we'll just each take one of those roles to make sure
0: all of the bits it still of the, gets done it still gets done and i joke about it but it's martin it's true it's i mean true. I, I go to an anglican church right and i tell you this is making me feel really good
2: <laughs> well the thing is is at now Fresh expressions, is that part of the Anglican yeah, yeah. Church? Well, see, there you go. So for those, some most of your listeners will know, but the idea that the Anglican Church realised that we need to change something drastic and you invested in this fresh expressions, mm. this new approach for reaching modern young people, to me it doesn't matter if it fails or, or, or succeeds. I don't care about that. I just want to see my church trying hmm. to do something. Yeah. I don't care if it fails. I honestly don't. But how can you just be looking at a problem and just be happy with just letting things go by? And my church is traditionally, and we are, we're a rich church. We've got lots of money. Like, uh, they might not agree with me, but we have lots of money globally, um, around the world, and in the UK. We have a lot of money. And so because of that money, that makes us lazy because what it means is that, oh, yeah, Luke's complaining about the young people. Well, who cares? The young people don't pay tithes. Mm. The older people pay tithes. We've still got all the money we used to have. We're fine. Mm. Not realizing that, okay, what about 10 years? What about 20 years? What about yeah. 30 years? And yeah, they're not, it's that long-term thinking. So it's that that I would want to see. Like that fresh expressions that Anglican Church have invested in, there needs to be a real investment in what is the future of mm. our church. It's got to change. Um, so, back to your initial question. So, so how has church, it changed? Yeah, how has it changed? I think the first part it changes is by, you know, trying different things. So, for example, so the space that I am in Temple Way Church, we have just, we take down a lot of the barriers that the traditional church has set. So, from the formality of things, from the kind of the dress code, because everyone in at the church dresses up for church, mm-hmm. suits, ties, like like the full nine. And if you don't wear that, you you feel as though you might be out of place. Yeah. Um so we, we try to bring that barrier down. There's no dress code for our church. Um And we try to slim the service down so only central elements. They can change as well. They're flexible. Maybe not an hour and a half seven. Maybe not an hour and a half seven exactly. um, as a starting place. We have conversation so we have a QA at the end of when I preach, we have a Q and A at the end of it. So people can write questions and you know, I'm on the spot, which Hones my craft as well um, because people want to talk and discuss and it's weird that it's only, the church setting is the only setting in the world where you can say whatever you want and not be challenged by well, yeah. your view and, yeah. and some pastors completely abuse that they power do. They do. Um, and so I try to rob myself of that ability to take it for granted so that's why we have the Q&A time and I don't always have the answers, I don't know what they're going to say but I just give my opinion obviously and what I think wow. so we, we have that as part of the service um, and yeah, it's just really about, and most important, it's that atmosphere, it's that welcoming, it's the vibe, it's the culture of you are welcome here, we love you. And I really do think that the you know business will tell you that your most important customers are the ones you've already had. Yeah. So why whereas sometimes a lot of our efforts in the church and money go into pouring more water in the bucket... What's the point? There's holes, there's yeah. no...
0: Fix the uh, holes in the bucket Fix first. the holes
2: in the bucket. Your best customers are the ones who have already come. Can you satisfy them? Can you bring them back? Can you connect with them? Mm-hmm. You know, young people have left church and never been contacted since the point they left from anyone in the organisation. Mm. And that's normal. That's not like... Yeah. That's just normal.
0: Yeah. How, and that's not a problem, by the way, that just the Adventist church faces. Mm-hmm. Like, we often forget very quickly about young people who've left. We mourn their departure. Yeah. And then they... Uh, and, then we, and that's you know, it. Never, never go back.
2: And that, to me, is so... <clears throat> it's, the thing is, it takes more work. Of course. It's more work and more money to have a team or have someone whose sole responsibility is to just connect with those people. But I just believe in the long term... That's going to be a greater, mm. a greater um, a result if you can keep in touch with them. Mm. <clears throat> it doesn't have to be anything massive, but we have someone on staff who that's her role. Her role is, um, I call her like the to just to take the temperature of the 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 people who are in the church. Mm-hmm. And when people are missing, let us know. If someone's missing. Do we send them a card? Do we go and visit them? Do we? It's it's so basic. It's mm-hmm. just level mm-hmm. one. Just actually care about people mm-hmm. because if you don't connect to people once they've gone you didn't really care about them
0: mm-hmm. what can
2: i say that's just or you just got too busy and you, you you put your energy into bringing more people in but make look after the people who have come already or who are there and i do i think they'll be the biggest advertisement that you need
0: mm. um, now um i i just want to ask you this question i'm almost oh, frightened oh gosh To know what the answer to this might be, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, but what what is next on the Luke White conveyor (laughs) belt? So so I mean, just talk me through the shower you had this morning and the sixteen ideas (laughs) that you come to mind. Okay, you you had. All right. I realise I've never said talk me through the shower you had this (laughs) morning. I just want to strike that from the record. So
2: no, it's too late. It's there. So you know, I thought to myself, do you know what? It was it was quite a hot day yesterday. It's going to be a hot day today. So I thought, let me have a shower. Yeah. Um, no, I'm joking. So uh, the ideas. I think one of them, which so I'm, lo and behold, I'm starting a new podcast. Okay. Um, it's going to be called Grow. The the first episode is in production. Um, is recorded but it just needs fixing. And the the premise of this show is is basically. A narrative style podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you listen to some of those, yeah. like um, or even it's basically it's like the old school version of when you listen to Radio Four and you had those those shows that used to come, I don't know if they still Did come. Did you on.
0: listen to Radio 4, Luke?
2: Listen, when I was going to university, the journey was so long to and from Bracknell to London, Yeah. Um, I listened to every single radio wow. station because Capital Extra and the London ones yeah, stopped at a certain yeah, point. Yeah,
0: and then you found yourself listening to The Archers. Yeah, that, that's the exact one! <laughs> the Archers, yes! You are a closet archer yeah, fan. Yeah, I love archers. Well, I have to say, you, you don't look like their <laughs> core demographic. No, they'd be surprised. They would be. But I was listening, I was
2: like this is great because I love stories and I'm just listening to this I thought this was fantastic So, but little did I know this was before I knew what podcasting was little did I know it would come back around like this so the idea of this show is it's almost like a documentary style narration of what it's really like to plant a church ah. so we've been recording from the beginning and we still record nice. so we've taken bits and pieces and we're retelling stories of what it was like and it's just really quite interesting you must have terabytes of footage yeah i mean you're filming you're still okay. filming this yeah it should be yeah. goodness yeah. knows yeah.
0: what you'll use this
2: for so literally this could be you know it could be anything that's yeah. the point if you're recording all the time fresh and interesting ways come at us to how mm. you use it so i'm mm. thinking about that that show is going to be interesting. Um, I'm thinking about um, Alexa Skills. Um, So have you got an Alexa at home? No. You don't have Alexa yet? Um, Many people, people will in a few years, everyone's going to have an Alexa because it's a time saver. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you use Siri on your phone a little bit? I do use Siri Right, so Alexa or Siri, whichever, when Apple do a version for the home, that will probably take over. Um, But yeah, the idea is that um, Alexa have got this new skills thing where you can... Um you say, Alexa, play my briefing. And then whatever you've put in your in your kind of your five minute snapshot before you leave home, it will play it. So different companies are creating one minute segments per day that you can then subscribe to. Ah. It's, a, it's a bit technical right now, okay. but it will be I in see. a few years it'll be the norm. Okay. So you'll say, okay, I wanna to register to what will be um the Luke Whites, whatever it's gonna be called, I don't know. And so then each day, a one-minute segment will be released. As part of your five minutes. As part of your five-minute briefing. Nice. So you choose what goes into your yes. briefing, and you yeah. listen to it first thing in the morning. Okay.
0: So I'm creating one of those. You, you do tend to stay sort of fairly close to the edge of the curve, don't you, in terms of you're an early adopter. Yeah. You, do you read Wired magazine or something? Is you that see, what you do? Where'd you I, get your Where'd you get your intel, man? So
2: basically, I I consume so much. Like literally, I consume. I scroll through. Whereas people think you know, people are just scrolling through Instagram just for fun. I'm I am for fun, but. I'm saying, oh, what have they done there? How'd they do that? And because I've been in the church so long, my ulti- I, I go straight to, how can I use it in the church? Even when I don't want to, I go there like, okay, how can we use this in the church? How can we use this to get the gospel out? How can we use this to reach more people? And that's just how it kind of all comes together. So yeah, so, so what, and I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I'm watching what the vloggers are doing and what people are doing. How have you
0: not got a YouTube channel? I do. Of course you do. <laughs> what, a stupid, <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. I'm on cylinders yeah what were <laughs> so, yeah, what were you thinking <laughs> Of course, you've got a YouTube you know, channel. A YouTube
2: channel. So yeah, I've got a YouTube channel. Um, with some kind of again, all the stuff that I record is on there in different sections. Um, we've got YouTube. So, but again, a lot of these things need a lot of time to help it flourish. Yeah. yeah. And because I've spread myself quite thin, which is why this year, this year is the year of building my team. Mm. So I'm building a team of graphic designers, videographers, photographers. And what's then happened, which leads into the next thing, is is um the same way I'm trying to build this team of creatives for my personal projects, this is my dream now for the church. Because what I've found is that if you're on if you're creative in the church and you've got, you know, your graphic design or if you basically if you preach, sing or play an instrument, there's a role for you in the church. Yeah. Outside of that, um, if you're creative, they don't know how to implement no. you. They don't know and again, I'm not blaming anyone for this. This time I'm not blaming anyone for this. This is just if you've always done things how you've done things, you would never think of how do we engage with those who are different. And I think a group of people have just left, not out of any ill will, ill feeling, it's just they're more left-brained. They are more left brain. they can not sit down and sit here yeah. for two yeah. or three hours. Yeah. I can happily watch a YouTube preacher, T.D. Jakes, one of these guys, I could happily watch them for hours. because I'm right brain. That's how I'm more dominant, predominantly right brain. so that's fine for me. But for someone who is... Probably they would consider ADHD, which is not. They just don't, are not stimulated in that way. Church, they don't have a place in church. So mm. my next challenge is how do we create a service? How do we, if we were to start from scratch, take off everything that we have on for the church, like we come together the next time we have church, we, we wipe the table clean. What would we put together? For today's young person or today's twenty first century. It's a scary career. question. What would you do? And this is where I'm thinking now because in the church plan, I've got full scope to do that. Let's take everything off. Let's take the preaching, the singing, let's take everything off the table. Blank page. Mm. What would we do? And that is exciting to me, because then it's like, well, you we can do anything. And I'm like, yeah, we can do anything. So things that I'm thinking, for example, say you came into church uh, on a sub, on a whatever on service for the service. And um it was like okay, which track would you like to go down today? You're like, What? Like, okay, if you feel like hearing a traditional sermon and going down that route, go through the left door and have that. If you're feeling quite creative wanna go out in nature, go for a walk for this hour. There's gonna be someone out there that's gonna meet you, take photos, do whatever. If you want to stay in the service but do something creative, come to the back. Um and maybe there's like a messy church but for adults. Because messy church for ad I go to my children's messy church I do more of the activities yeah, than the children do. I love messy church. It is. So I'm thinking, why is there only messy church for children? This should be messy church for adults. Yeah. Because there are adults who are just as creative. Oh, so, yeah. so that's what I'm thinking about. How do we, you could come in, but you could experience church through a trap that is different to you. Mm. So that is in my brain at the moment. What does that look like? How do we do it? How practical is it? Because if you wipe the table clean, Martin, everything is possible. And that is where, that is probably the most exciting thing me and my team are now thinking about, like, okay, what could we do? Amazing.
0: Amazing. Mate, to sit and listen to you in full flow is very exciting. (laughs) It's very exciting. How can people connect with more of your stuff and find the 1,400 different things (laughs) that you do?
2: Okay, right. The best way is probably Luke C.R. White, L U K E C R W H Y T E, on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Um, that you can see kind of my updates or if you type in Luke White on YouTube my channel will come up there or go to lukewhite.com L-U-K-E-W-H-Y-T-E ecom com you've got it all Try, figured out there trying man, social media man, we have
0: to be this is right. where It's at. thank you so much for your thank time you Martin, today. appreciate good it good to see you thank
1: you skate podcast Ooh. why not <laughs>
0: Maybe uh, so bold. There, there is a there's a problematic segment in that interview mm-hmm. where uh, where Luke is quite critical of his denomination mm. and he's he's he doesn't kind of hold back. He's really frustrated. Yeah, he is yeah. an angry young man. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's passionate about young people and youth ministry and and doing better as a church. But he's quite cross. Yeah, with what's going on in his denomination and uh, and stream. And uh, I wonder what you thought about like that, like the. The kind of the the actually letting rip like that and Mm. saying, guys, you know, you're rubbish, this Mm. is not working. I suppose, suppose
1: in a way, I've only ever heard Luke speak on this podcast, so I don't know, I don't know in that sense whether this is something that is an opportunity for him to externally process in a way. And we Mm. caught him at a moment where. This is so frustrating, and he feels that he's speaking to peers. Actually, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And so, in that sense, it's a podcast that can go to anybody, but it's a safe space because we all get that. We all get that our denominations and our movements and our organisations are brilliant, but they often, you know, the way things are set up, are kind of mitigate against creatives. I think it is an interesting question, though, because I think often the I hear the most um, sort of biggest criticism tends to come from people who feel actually I'm so in this they know yeah, I'm loyal yeah, yeah. they know I'm sold out for this I actually have the right yeah. to challenge it because I'm not challenging from the outside no. I'm challenging from the inside yeah. and I guess he's somebody that probably does say the same stuff to power yeah, he does, as yeah. he does to peers so yeah. I think in that sense I feel quite comfortable it's when I, I feel that people are sharing something on a, on a public space that possibly others wouldn't know about or, yeah, the, or the people yeah. that might hear it don't know about that's I think dangerous yeah. but
0: he has done his time, and he's committed yeah. to his denomination. Yeah. Like he's not somebody who's lobbing grenades no. into... It. It's not like me standing up and saying, you know, I'm really, i yeah. I'm really cross about Major the Methodist church. Me. Or, oh, I see. Sorry.
1: Or, That's all right. Yeah, it's not about me, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, this, we're in a good place. <laughs> oh, we're moment. in a good place today, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> after, after the whole incident was resolved, we're fine. <laughs> but, you, you know, me saying, oh, I don't like what New Frontiers yeah. are up to. Or yeah, yeah, we haven't got
1: the right then. No, yeah. but he
0: has earned the right mm. by being in there. And the other thing which you just referenced there is... We need people who are prepared to speak truth to power. Yeah, and the institutions of church are still very powerful, mm-hmm. aren't they? And mm-hmm. they, you know, uh, youth ministry in that denomination is not getting a look in. Really, it's mm-hmm. not getting prioritized. And there is power in that institution that mm-hmm. has the ability to change that mm-hmm. and to invest more and to be more creative yeah. and to break down the walls and the boundaries a little bit more. And that's all he's yes. crying out for. He's not. St- critiquing with no... No, no
1: framework. And I think also as well, for organisations and nominations, we have a choice. So the voices within our organisations who are the most agitative because they're in it, they're in it to win it. We have a choice. Whether we say, we're always going to keep you on the fringe, so the only space you'll ever have to shout from is from the fringe. Or we say we need to listen to what you're saying and, and for this to really change us. And I think where possibly sometimes um, things go on, and I, and I ha- can't think of any examples in my head right now, so this is not loaded at all, yeah. but where actually organisations or, or denominations should have brought people in a bit more, yeah, um, rather than the only space they can occupy is, is a bit of, it becomes a bit of a shanty one from the edge, which is not what's happening here, but I think that's a good lesson to all of mm. us. We, we do need to change, and often that's the only way we do change so we really listen.
0: Anyway, we're big fans, Luke, so keep yeah, doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're keep doing. Keep agitating. Yes. You know you're gonna get into trouble for that. I think you said as much. I think we quite like that, So you, we quite like we it. We quite like it about you, and I think you quite like it too. So we're gonna do some shout-outs.
1: A new list of shout-outs. Yes,
0: brand new for brand today. New. And I'll tell you who they all are. Yes. So our first shout out is to the glorious it's a bit of a cheat because he's the children's worker
1: at your at church. my church. Yeah.
0: But and and I know this is a youth ministry podcast, but mm-hmm. we we're, we're all about transitions. We're about
1: trans that is a fairly new movement for you, yeah, it's not. <laughs> Space
0: and uh, and also he's my colleague now in uh, oh, in, in the yes, We need to talk about that as We will, at some we will point. talk about that. Let's talk about that in a future podcast. Yes,
1: future podcast.
0: Um, but he uh, so so Charles Merritt,
1: yeah, I'm quite embarrassed about this. Hello now. to
0: Charles, but Charles is has a special place in our hearts, or rather, one of us has a special place in Charles's. Yeah, I say heart, what I mean is wall. <laughs> so, on the wall of Charles's office there's a there's a poster, isn't there? There's
1: a poster of And me. it's got
0: your face on it. It has
1: my face. It's very tongue-in-cheek, can I just say that? And you Charles did sign it. I did sign it, yeah. in a very tongue-in-cheek kind of way. You,
0: you signed it ironically. I didn't me.
1: quite know how to handle it.
0: Really? <laughs> so Charles, Charles, well that's going to break his heart. I'm a
1: huge fan of yours. It's a mutual thing. He's listening
0: now, he's thinking, oh, you only signed it as a joke. <laughs> It's a pity no, signature.
1: No, it's not a pity signature. But I didn't know what else to do. The next person on our list is, is
0: Linda Jeeva Nathan. And
1: she's a local woman, she she's is a volunteer. a
0: brilliant uh, she's a youth leader. worker at Hope Church. Luton yeah. and does it all in her spare time. Yeah, we think what? she's a, a woman.
1: astounding. We'd like to get so on so the hello podcast. So hello to you, Linda,
0: we will get you on the podcast. And then
1: every now and then we like to cast the net wide and just take in a lot of people with a one dump kind one of hello. And this is to Moreland's Bible College on the South Coast where the sun always shines and the rabbits are always procreating. Rabbits. There are huge numbers of rabbits in the grounds of Moreland, seriously. Okay. If you go there, there are rabbit burrows and rabbits. But there is Andy DeFay, foe Fee.
0: Hip hopare! <laughs> Andy oh, Defoe, and hey. Andy! Dufault. Andy Dufault. 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 I've Andy DeFoe. Andy yes. Defoe. DeFe! Defoe! Andy! Who are you? We Andy know you really
1: Dufault. well. Andy Dafoe. Andy Dufoe. He is phenomenal and we he is our best friend. You can tell, because we his name We love him. But we also love what they do and we love you guys. So all the faculty and staff and all the students who are probably having a nice lovely break right now. But God bless you, we love you.
0: Now, I'm going to tell you about a brand new, innovative resource we have developed. a little drum Yeah, very exciting. I'll tell you who has been the driving force behind not this. Our
1: very producer own Rachel. producer Rachel. Producer Rachel.
0: When she's not writing songs. I don't know where that came from. Wait, when she When she's not write song? writing songs.
1: <laughs> does she write songs? When she's not producing,
0: producing podcasts. Yes,
1: and doing the gazillion other things that she does. She
0: is also developing cool youth resources. And we've just created... Uh, Youthscape prayer magnets
1: how do they work uh,
0: so they are you know like fridge poetry yes well it's like frid- fridge poetry oh but lovely. they are magnets that you can pray through and you stick them to your fridge or so other metal objects and you make, make up a prayer, prayer. using mm-hmm. the um, uh, the magnets and the important distinction is these are for young people
1: oh fantastic yes. so they can be so doing not, this
0: we did do a little version of this We if did you were at the first the National Youth Ministry yeah. weekend we did a little pilot version Aimed at youth leaders, this is aimed at young people, and the words in the prayers are taken from a bunch of prayers we collated from young people. So this is actually the words that real young people
1: Have use you used to pray, it? and you
0: then and we then split them up, and you can use the words. So you get every s- individual word.
1: Are there some unusual
0: words in there then? Uh, I don't think not really. Yeah, no, I think probably something had to appear twice. Oh, I so see. If there was something be, like helicopter, yeah. Um, you know, because a young person prayed, please, Lord, may I have a helicopter? Yeah. Uh, unless that appeared twice, we it wouldn't wasn't have seen it. It not going to make it. Yeah. So that, that sounds
1: phenomenal, really brilliant. So you can get a hold of that on the store.
0: On the Youth that store. Is awesome they are people. just uh, a bit of money. I'm just, I, mean, I just, just I thought. a few
1: pounds, I, it our way. I
0: held up some fingers. You to, did hold
1: up some interesting to, fingers. To Rachel,
0: then, but she, she just shrugged. So <laughs> I think
1: she thought you would.
0: For an indiscriminate well. amount of money. Um, <laughs> Add a note Uh, yeah there will be availability
1: that is awesome that is brilliant now is that is that all we need to promote no we need to talk about the patreon let's talk about patreon because this podcast is free and always will be free as you know stuff costs money and uh, if you want to support us every month to the tune of one dollar a month about 75 pence 76 75 76 pence it doesn't go to me and Martin or to this project but it actually helps us to resource some of these other innovative ideas that we have so it goes directly to those projects for yeah, young people it
0: does so so, love um, so support please support us patreon.com slash youthscape uh, we'll be back next time we will with another exciting interview
1: are you going to go and have a long sleep now
0: I might just Very fall asleep where I stand
1: Sleep. he night
0: night just gets a bit kindly and Jason when I get too close
1: hi everybody and welcome to the Uscape podcast. I have got my mouth absolutely round full of chocolate again.
0: Absolutely round full of chocolate. Mm.